Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Raw Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, not joined by the other Dadly Boys of What Culture, here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of Monday Night Raw. Day one. But before I get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0, AW Dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a really good quiz, of course, on Wrestle Culture. As I said, though, it is just me today. The Michaels enjoying some well-earned time off. They'll be coming back over the next few days. Um, but I thought I'd just give you my thoughts on last night's Raw Day 1. I had a great time watching this show, and I think it was a variety of different reasons. I think, objectively, it was just a good show. I have this weird affection, for some reason as well, for Day 1. And it probably didn't hurt, actually, that literally my favourite wrestler of all time popped up on this show. But we will get to him. Let's start at the beginning of this show because Michael Cole and Wade Barrett were in the ring, welcomed everyone, not to Monday Night Raw, but to 2024 and confirmed the rumours that a former WWE champion would return later on in the evening. And then we got straight into it. There was a video package uh, hyping up the five-year span from the moment Nia Jax broke Becky Lynch's nose all the way up to now. And we got Nia Jax versus Becky Lynch. I really enjoyed this. I think a lot of people would have their knives out for this, for all the the hype that have gone into it. Like you say, five years building towards this match, effectively. Granted, it's not been completely focused on this match for five years, but still... um, You know, Nia Jax has her limitations in ring. Big things for Becky Lynch, no doubt, in 2024. But I thought the story they told, um, the finish this match, and where they can go from here, I think they they really executed this brilliantly. Um, Early on, it's all about the fact that Nia Jax's power game is too much for Becky Lynch, but she's she's trying her hardest. She goes for a Beck exploder, but Jax easily blocks it. But uh, Lynch takes us to a break, hitting a missile drop kick. We come back. Becky Lynch hits a Molly go round. That will please Phil Chambers gets a two count off it. But Jax knocks her down. Does the leg drop on the apron? Teasers are my whole shout. Um, but no, they spill to the outside. Jax fires up that right hand, but Becky ducks and Jax nails the ring post by mistake and then misses a cannonball and crashes into the barricade. Um, Lynch comes back as a result of that with a diving leg drop for two. Puts her in the disarmor. Jax rolls into a cover for a two count. Um, Becky Lynch kicks out but holds onto the arm, puts her in an arm bar, and Jax does that brilliant one-arm hoist up for a sit-out powerbomb. That gets her a near fall. Um, They battle on the ropes, and Jax hits a super Samoan drop for a great two count. Um, Becky comes back. Nia's in the ropes at this point. Just, Just... 
just wails on her, basically. Goes for that leg drop off the middle rope, but out of nowhere, Nia Jax just smashes her in the face with that right-hand punch. I mean, that was probably a KO shot in and of itself. Becky Lynch has been bloodied somewhere amongst here. It worked quite nicely with, along with the right hand. Uh, Nia Jax eventually pins Becky Lynch with the Annihilator. And yeah, I just, I loved this match. And like I say, the, the directions they can go from here because... I think many people would assume, okay, Becky Lynch, take care of Nia Jax, and she moves on and focuses on winning the Rumble or whatever. But now we can revisit this match um, with that threat of the right hand. You've reestablished that Nia Jax is this, you know, I know she's been running through people beforehand, but this is Becky Lynch we're talking about, and she's just beating her clean with a right hand and an annihilator. Um, you, yeah, you've just you've got reestablished that kill shot of Nia Jax's now. I'm never really a huge fan of, you know, like Big Show's WMD or anything like that. A punch which, let's be honest, doesn't require any setup. I mean, I know every finisher has its contrivances. But, yeah, now every time Nia Jax goes to that right hand, you're going to think, oh, this could be the it. This could be the end of the match, basically. Um, no doubt they'll they'll go back to this. Maybe they'll stip up a rematch. Maybe they'll work a premium live event with this. Maybe that'll... Uh, take Becky out of the Rumble. Who knows? Maybe she's going to have to win the Chamber, for example, to get a huge match at WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, really good this, and uh, excited to see where these two go next. Speaking of people, I'm excited to see where they go throughout 2024. Cody Rhodes comes out, um, having brawled on the pre-Christmas show with Shinsuke Nakamura, the, the American Nightmare Before Christmas, all that sort of thing. Cody comes out, San Diego, what do you guys want to talk about? Uh, he says, uh, oh, welcome to Monday Night Raw day one. Finally, someone said it. Um, new year. Everyone talks in, uh, in the start of a new year in 2024 about their goals for the year. Um, but he's stuck. He's stuck on something from last year. Stuck on Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, he admits that Nakamura is a force in the ring, but was expecting something a little bit more sophisticated from Shinsuke than his weird story, which is, did kind of like their sort of anime animations, if that's the right term, um, that they put along with all that. Um, but yeah, Rhodes says, look, this should be over. Uh, I can't help but agree with him, to be perfectly honest. Uh, so he says, let's finish this tonight. Invite Shinsuke Nakamura out to the ring. But of course, he, he doesn't come out. He appears on the Tron. Uh, and he said, I didn't think it was going to be this easy to get into your head. Um, I'm looking forward to being the end of your story. It doesn't end tonight. And the crowd go, mm, bloody hell. But they, they had a pretty big show, nevertheless. Um, he wants to give the American Nightmare one more week to dream. Next week, he's going to become what Cody could never be. He's going to finish Cody's story, and then he will close his book. He even missed the camera to close it out, and Cody looks, uh, I think, perplexed was the words of Michael Cole. So, yeah, they're dragging this into another week. Um, but it's been a, a fun diversion for Cody before, hopefully, he gets on the road to winning the Royal Rumble, although... There was a major spanner possibly thrown into the uh, WrestleMania works a little bit later on. Uh, yeah, big show next week. Shinsuke versus uh, versus Cody Rhodes. The return of CM Punk that they hyped up next. Uh, there's even a tag title match, which I'll get to uh, a little bit later on. Um, and then we got Jey Uso versus Kofi... Sorry, Jey Uso and Kofi Kingston uh, versus Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci. Uh, Cole reminding us this would be uh, Kingston's 16th time 
in the Royal Rumble, which is an incredible achievement. Place your bets now on his weird... I hope they don't try and do another one of those ones where he has to avoid elimination by doing something that's almost physically impossible. I know that's my gimmick with with Sidge of, of booking physically impossible stuff. But in recent years, it's gone from, you know, hopping around on a chair or doing a handstand to, like, doing some ridiculous flip and then trying to land on the barricade and... It's not gone well for him. So let's keep it simple this year, WWE. I'm banging on about this because I don't really want to talk about the match because it didn't really get a finish. Get well soon, Giovanni Vinci. We talked a little bit about this on the news, me and Andy. Basically, um, Vinci comes off the top at one point in the match. Kofi Kingston goes to hit him with a drop kick. I mean, he does hit him with a drop kick. Uh, no blame on Kofi for this one, though. Um, but that knocks Vinci goofy. Um, they sort of cut away, the doctor's in the ring, and then they just call it. Uh, Vinci's hurt. He subsequently tweeted he's fine. It was nice to see him walking back to the locker room under his own power. Um, but yeah, the right call, absolutely, obviously, here to just to just say, you know what, he can't carry on. Let's not try and complicate things and have Kaiser do a two-on-one against baby faces. Would be weird. Let's just call it and just protect the wrestlers. So good stuff. Um, making the best of a very bad situation. Um then we get a video package hyping up all those uh, huge house shows that they've done over the festive period. And Shotzi, who got married. Congratulations to her and her other half. Um, and then a great video package building up the uh, other title match tonight, Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre's one. And uh, Rhea Ripley's defending the, I never know what it's called, Raw Women's Championship versus Ivy Nile. And Ivy Nile's shown warming up. This Creed Brothers, Alpha Academy, they're all hyping her up, basically. But before we get to that, it was time for... Miss TV with, uh, and we're not filming this, but I'm going to do air quotes anyway. Miss TV with the Judgment Day. All right, no Rhea Ripley, no Damian Priest, no Finn Balor. Uh, at, well, uh, no members of the Judgment Day initially because Miss comes out, introduces the Judgment Day, and here comes our truth. This is one of those segments I wish the Dadleys were here for because I sense this would have divided opinion between the Michaels. Um, one of them thinks. R-Truth's wacky shtick uh, involving the Judgment Day is very entertaining. The other, uh, not so much. Um, I think it's fun. I think it depends who you're doing it with. I think as long as you uh, keep sort of Rhea and uh, Priest and, and Balor away from this for the most part, you can have the silliness. You know, you've got this dominant faction in the bloodline. Judgment Day are dominant as well, of course. But, well, half of them are and then the other half of these bloody losers. Because um, R-Truth comes out and says, oh, I thought they were, I swear they were behind me. Um, and Miz references little Jimmy. Remember him? I hope you like nostalgia because there's more coming your way. Um, R-Truth does priests all rise and actually gets a better response than priests normally does with that sort of thing. Uh, and yeah, Truth says he's doing PR for Judgment Day, trying to make him more likable. And, uh, well, normally uh, 50% of the Michaels would agree with him on that one. But, yeah, here comes uh, Dominic Mysterio and JD McDonough. And uh, McDonough says, you're not doing uh, PR for Judgment Day. We won't be caught dead on Miss TV. Dom, again, as always, tries to talk. It continues into 2024. It's a lot of fun to do if you're in attendance. No one can hear him because he's getting booed out of the building. Um, Truth's like, oof, in your hometown? Ouch. Um, and Truth also reminds JD that, he lost their miracle on 34th Street Fight, whatever it's called. The, the loser leaves Judgment Day match. So what's he doing here? He's not even in the group. Um, Dom again tries to talk and just deafening booze. 
Miz puts himself over, because of course he does, uh, saying he's better than ever. He's created memories um, throughout 2023. The only thing people remember Dom for in 2023 was getting spanked by his daddy. Um, he was dragged around by his mommy, and he got, was recently getting his ass beat around the country by CM Punk, which did look great, the bit I saw on social media about that. Dom says, look, done talking. Uh, right, me and JD versus you two right now. Um, and Miz says, look, 2024, full of comebacks because the reunited awesome truth is down for a fight. Another team or another thing on this show, again, I sense would have divided opinion uh, amongst the Dadleys. <sighs> because how long was it he said? Yeah, Cole mentioned this is a team from 2011. 12, well, no, 13 technically years ago now. Um, yeah, it was a weird time, that wasn't it? Because they're a sort of wacky pairing, but for a brief period, they sort of tried to take over WWE or at least shut down their shows. They'd rush in in like civilian clothes and they'd, you know, there'd be mountains of security trying to stop them getting involved from big matches. And then they ended up fighting. Rock and Cena at, was it Survivor Series or someone like that? It was a weird time. Um, but yes, they're reuniting Awesome Truth, okay? Um, but uh, Truth's confused. Is he tagging with Dom? He's not bloody tagging with JD, that's for sure. And uh, Miz says, no, 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 we're, we're tagging together against them. And Truth's like, oh, okay, it's one of them strange bedfellows tag team things. I'll take your lead, Dom. Wink. Uh, McDonald tries to cheat shot him, cheap shot him, but uh, Truth ducks. His clotheslines are out of the ring. We get the match uh, after a break. Truth, <laughs> Truth is standing in a neutral corner, um, which I, I don't think I've ever heard happen in WWE. Um, but yeah, Dom hits Truth with a 619. They go to a, another break. Um, Truth, when they come back, tries to tag himself in via tagging JD McDonough. Um, and Dom and JD are just fizzing about all this. But they think, you know what? We'll make, make the best of this. So they hold, J.D. McDonough holds Miz in place so Truth can hit him. Truth's a bit conflicted. Um, so he drops the Shawn Michaels, I'm sorry, I love you line. Miz ducked. Truth punches McDonough. Miz hits him with a school crushing finale. One, two, three. A win for awesome Truth. Everyone in the Hamlet household celebrates and Sidge is probably happy that this match is over. Um, so I mentioned next week there's going to be another title match, a women's tag title match. It was set up with a little vignette here. Um, we see uh, Chelsea Green and Piper Niven losing their titles, and then they go to the club um, where Kaden Carter and Katana Chance, they're just having a bloody good time. That's what they love to do. Win titles and party. Um, yeah, and they chuck a drink into the faces of Piper and Chelsea Green and uh, have a little boogie get the match next week. We'll talk more about it on the preview next week when we'll hopefully have a full contingent back. Uh, but it was time for a title match following that. It was the Women's World Championship. I knew I'd remember this. Rhea Ripley versus Ivy Nile. I thought this was um, it, it was sort of like the, the match, not necessarily exactly the same because they have two very different styles, but sort of the match they wanted Maxine Dupree to have with Rhea Ripley recently because it was just a real establishing of, like, we no one thought Rhea Ripley was dropping the title tonight, but a bit of a showcase for her opponent. And, yeah, Ivy Nile, I've been a huge fan of hers since her time in NXT. 
and uh, I think she's transitioned brilliantly to the main roster. I think, you know, her and the Cree brothers are just an awesome addition to uh, main roster WWE. And they were, yeah, they just showed everyone who might have been unaware what potential Ivy Nile has. She gains control of Rhea Ripley, which is no mean feat early on. Um, but Ripley, after a break, is in control because she's slammed Ivy Nile into the apron, which, yeah, makes sense. You would probably take over after doing something like that. Nile comes back, though. German suplex on the outside. Hicks Ripley with a DDT in the ring and gets a two count. Ripley fires back. Headbutt. Missile drop kick. Um, Nile counters a riptide, though. Hits a gut wrench slam for two. Uh, and she yanks Ripley headfirst into the top turnbuckle and uh, hits her with a super German suplex. Oh, yeah. Should have used that more earlier on for the Nia Jax match, but still. Super German suplex gets a two-count for Ivy Nile, um, but we go to the finish. Ivy Nile tries to come off the ropes with something, but just gets hit with a huge headbutt from Rhea Ripley. Riptide, one, two, three. Rhea Ripley, understandably, retains. But, uh, yeah, a, a brilliant showing, in my opinion, for Ivy Nile here. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Right, now time for the former WWE champion to appear. Um, Samantha Irvin announced the return, and we cut to the crowd, and everyone's getting up and getting their camera phones out and getting ready. And then Jinder Mahal's music hits, and there was an audible groan. On camera, you saw people go, just put their phones back in their pockets, and they thought, oh, well. It's like bad old WWE. Are you going to get a former champion? It's Jinder Mahal. But I 
I had faith in this because this is a different WWE to the one we were forced to sit through a few years ago. So, yes, Jinder Mahal came out and uh, Cole it didn't even try to pretend that people were just like, oh, um, and he said, hey, don't be disappointed. There have only been 50 WWE champions, and I'm one of them. Yes, I'll never forget that fact, Jinder. And I'm top of that list. Mm. Um, but the actual disappointment, in, in his words, was uh, what has become of the once great United States of America. And God bless the United States. Uh, he says, it's disgusting what's happened. You call this unity? Do you feel united? You've never been more divided. Politics, news, social media, uh, ignorance, misinformation. Um, there's a, the odd USA chant here, and Jinder tells him to shut up. Your country's a joke. I will unify you, though. I am your unifier. If you don't believe me, shut up and listen. He speaks in Punjabi, and the crowd, uh, the people that can be asked, boo a little bit. And he goes, aha, you booed me, but I was actually doing your own national anthem in Punjabi. So, if anything... You're the losers. It's a new low, he says, even for San Diego. You boo me because I'm, I look different, because I speak different. Like the Iron Sheik and others that have exposed America, I am different. I speak with intelligence. I speak with class. And he goes to speak again in Punjabi and tell us what the entire world is thinking about the US of A. And then he's cut off by, if you're some man, la, 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 la. The Rock's back. He returns. He comes out. <laughs> Understandably. Um, gets down to the ring. Tells Jinder, tells Jinder you are in trouble tonight. Um, but just to be clear, uh, you are right about one thing, Jinder. You aren't the Iron Sheik. Because I knew him. I loved him. We all loved him. And if he were here right now, he'd ask who this no good, dirty, son of a bitch, jabroni bastard was. Um and uh, Jinder's like, of course, you're bloody here. The people's champion, the champion to all the jingoistic people. Um, if I was you, Rock, I'd be ashamed to represent these people. Uh, and uh, Rock says, well, I'm proud to be an American. And I'm damn proud to say, finally, The Rock has come back to San Diego. I'm such a rock mark. Ugh. He says, Jinder, you want to talk about the truth? They don't boo you because of how you look, how you talk, the language you speak. They boo you because, uh, what's that? I, I'm, I hear you, cheeky baby. I'll tell him. I'll tell him right now. They boo you because you're the biggest asshole walking God's green earth. And Jinder just stares at The Rock. And The Rock says, there it is. There's that look. You know, we've all heard of resting bitch face, but that's rage, <laughs> raging asshole face. Such a quintessential Rock promo. If you're someone like me, you loved every second of it, but his promos haven't changed in the last eh, 20 years. Um, he says, look, you're angry all the time. No one likes you. You're not funny. If you were one of my movies, you'd probably be Baywatch. I did like this interchange. If you are one of my movies, you'd be Baywatch, Jinder says. Thankfully, I never saw Baywatch. And The Rock says, no one else did. Actually, you genuinely haven't seen Baywatch? And <sighs> Jinder goes to answer, you fool. It doesn't matter. Um, you have the gall, continues Rock, to call America a joke. It ain't a joke to me. It ain't a joke to these people. You're the modern-day Maharaja. <laughs> More like the day one douchebag. And he does the thing. This works a little bit better because day one douchebag just 
you know, plays out a lot easier for a call and response. One half says day one at the audience. The other half says douchebag. Hey, one douchebag, don't. And then The Rock sings the American National Anthem, but he's changed the words. Um, talks about Jinder being jacked as hell, but his balls not being there. Um, he's an angry, toxic douchebag with no class, so The Rock is going to kick his candy ass. But Jinder attacks Rock, sends him into the corner, kicks him a little bit, few rights, uh, takes his jacket off. That allows Rock time to recover. He fights back, nails him with some punches, spine buster, people's elbow, and uh, everyone's loving it. And you think, oh, the crowd have been sent home happy with their appearance from The Rock. But he gets on the uh, mic and he says, San Diego, I love you. Happy New Year. One more thing, actually. I'm finished up here. I'm going to go out tonight. I'm going to go and get something to eat. I'm like, where are you going with this? He says, when I go to get something to eat, should I go... I don't know, sit in a booth? Should I go sit at the bar? Or should I sit at the head of the table? Wait a second. Oh, my God. I'm really conflicted about all this. I'm going to WrestleMania 40. I don't think that's uh, exclusive. But I don't know what I want to see there. I want to see CM Punk. I've never seen CM Punk wrestle. All the other boys obviously got to see it all in. We all know what happened there. Um, but I really want to see that, and I sense obviously that's going in one direction with, with Seth Rollins. But I also really, really want Cody Rhodes to finish the story. Like, but I also understand it's The Rock versus Roman Reigns, and you don't get many opportunities to do something like this. So whilst I was... Uh, Hugely happy to see The Rock back. And I genuinely, you know how he does the, the thing where The Rock comes out and he points at his arm and talks about the goosebumps. When he said this line, I got goosebumps as well. And all thoughts for a br brief second of Cody Rhodes went out of my mind. Me and Andy were sort of debating this on the news today. I don't know what they do. I don't know. It, it, they can't do a triple threat. It just muddies the waters of both stories if you do... Rock, Roman, and Cody in a triple threat for the world titles. So you can't do that. There's no way you're doing Rock. Well, I wouldn't think anyway. You're not doing Rock at the Rumble, obviously. That's going to be dealt with on SmackDown. We'll talk about that later on this week. I, I don't think they're going to do it at Elimination Chamber. That doesn't even feel like a show that, the, that Roman even wrestles on, maybe. And no offense to Lyon. But I don't think they're going to do it at Backlash, for example. It, it is something that has to happen at WrestleMania. But then so does Cody finishing the story and beating Roman Reigns for the world title. Does it complicate matters if Roman works both nights? Does that make Cody finishing the story weaker? Because, well, Cody, he's already fought once. You had, unless Cody fights someone on night one as well, like Cody has to... Beat Solo? I don't know. But, um, yeah, I I kind of want my cake. I want to have my cake and eat it too. In an ideal world, you have, I mean, the wrestle anytime you hear me talking about my dream WrestleMania card, it gets more and more preposterous every match. But, what, so night one would be not even in the main event unless you really want to rile up Phil, and I don't mean what culture's Phil, Night one would be Roman versus The Rock for the bloodline, followed by 
CM Punk challenging Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship, and then Knight and potentially Cody versus Solo. I don't know. Let me know your thoughts on Twitter at Adam Wilborn for this. And then Night Two would be Cody versus Roman for all the belts. I don't know. It's it, as Andy said. It's a, a selection headache that any booker would love to have. They've got so many white hot megastars right now. The rest, you know, they are not struggling for big matches for WrestleMania. And I'm not just talking about, you know, the 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 men's world titles. I mean, you've got Rhea Ripley on this insane run. Who knows when Jay Cargill's going to make her appearance? You know, Bailey and EO Sky, that storyline's going to be playing. Like, Bianca Belair. What are we doing with Bianca Belair? What a streak she's had at WrestleMania. It's such an exciting time. Um and this is the 2nd of January. We're a long way off WrestleMania. Um, so obviously that segment, I sense, probably went a little bit long because the next match felt very cut short. Understandably, because if you're going to cut time from that, no offense, you're not going to cut it. For, you've got to cut time and you've got the World Heavyweight Championship match. And then a, a sort, I know they set it up a couple of weeks ago, but no one really tuned into day one Raw sorry, to, to watch Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark versus Natalia and Tegan Knox. The right team won. Um, but yeah, they, it went like five minutes and there was a break as well. Tegan Knox ran wild for a bit. They should do more with her. I think she's so talented. Um, but I do like the team of Baszler and Stark. And Baszler hit a German suplex straight into a Zark Z360 for the pinfall victory. Maybe they're, maybe they're just reestablishing them as this, this killer duo to uh, to go after Carter and Chance because I sense they're probably retaining the titles next week. As I mentioned, Rhodes Nakamura as well next week. CM Punk returning. Uh, main event time though. Uh, in amongst all the entrances and what have you, uh, they remind us that uh, Drew McIntyre gave uh, Sami Zayn a, a real beating on the house show tour. So much so that he had to have a load of stitches. Um, uh, or it might have been when he beat the crap out of him the other week. But McIntyre doesn't care anymore. Um, and I thought the the way they laid this match out, it was it was one of those matches where I was like, if they, are they gonna? Because it felt like if they were gonna switch the title, it was gonna be here, and he would have to win it back to go to WrestleMania to face Punk. But with all the twists and turns, it, it, it's very subjective. I, I I can understand that some people would be like, not another failed slash teased cash in thing. But the way that not only involved itself in the match, but also the, I mean, I thought, oh, cool. So Drew's world champion then. I don't know what the hell they're going to do, but Drew's world champion for that. Well, I'll get to it. I'll get to it because Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, world heavyweight championship. Um, McIntyre very early on tries to do his reverse Alabama slam onto the steps. Thankfully, Rollins escapes out of it, but as he tries for a suicide dive, McIntyre catches him and suplexes him to take us to a break. Uh, McIntyre is still in control when we come back. It's a backbreaker. Um, and then, you know, reminding everyone that how buggered Seth Rollins' back is. Uh, he tries for a buckle bomb to reiterate this fact and collapses. Fights back, though. Flip dive, DDT, frog splash. That gets a near fall. He also hits a superplex, but as he tries to transition into the Falcon Arrow, McIntyre recovers and hits a Falcon Arrow of his own. Uh, I think that takes us to another break. When we come back, McIntyre steals his mate Sheamus's move, hits a white noise off the middle rope for two. Um, 
Rollins looks like he's going to hit the stomp, but McIntyre avoids it and hits his future shock DDT. Goes to the Claymore, but Rollins counters it and hits a sit-out powerbomb for two. McIntyre missed the Claymore again. Rollins this time hitting a pedigree for a near fall. They're both down, and here comes Senor Money in the Bank, Damian Priest, plus Dom, because yeah, someone's going to have to get their head kicked off as part of this. And who better than Dominic Mysterio? He's brought a referee with him as well. And Dom's also there to distract the refs. So uh, Priest can nail Rollins with the briefcase before going around to cash it in. But as he tries to do that, McIntyre, Claymore kicks the briefcase into his face, suplexes Dom, Claymore kicks Rollins. He has got the match won. He is the world heavyweight champion. But as he rolls Rollins' leg up, it falls. The note... There's no involvement in this from Rollins whatsoever. He is out, but Rollins' leg falls onto the ropes to cause a rope break. McIntyre cannot believe this. I thought this was sensationally done. I'm going to give him a... Oh, my God. Because I've kept, kept forgetting about that here. Oh, and I forgot to mention Seth Rollins was in this match, so... It's just me in the studio. It's not the years you mean to go on. Anyway, so McIntyre's furious with this, and he decides, right, I'm just going to kill Rollins on the announce table on the outside. So Rollins is set up on there for destruction, but he fights him off, hits a pedigree on the table, which doesn't break. Love it when a table doesn't break. Rolls McIntyre back in the ring, hits the curb stomp, Gets the one, two, three. Seth Rollins retains. But again, Drew McIntyre has another reason to say, I need another shot. Or he has an excuse. Or I don't know. Uh, well, again, whether a bit like with Becky and Nia, they're going to do a stipped up rematch. They're going to do something at the Rumble. I don't know. But this was a match with a definitive winner and a definitive loser. But on both occasions, the loser has a reason to say, I want to fight you again. Um, and I don't know what the future holds for Drew McIntyre. Obviously, loads of speculation about his future. So whether you do a proper stip-top, one more shot, and if I lose, I have to leave WWE. I don't know. But Seth Rollins retains. He, he can't believe what's happened. He poses with his belt. Priest looks on. McIntyre's obviously out of it as well. Um, and just a really enjoyable episode of, of, of Raw. Again, I don't know whether this is because... I love day one, whether because The Rock was on it. It probably was because I've had the opportunity with the Christmas break to kind of get out of the loop of wrestling. I think it's good to do every now and again. It, it It's so constant. I watched World's End, obviously, and I wanted to know, you know, what was going to happen with the world title and the, and the devil and the continental classic and all that sort of thing. But aside from that, I've just sort of completely stepped away from wrestling for a couple of weeks. So this was kind of my first taste of televised wrestling um, for for a fortnight, and I had a load of fun, and I think they did a really good job of establishing um, where we're going. Well, I don't know where we're going <laughs> with Roman Reigns and The Rock and Cody and what have you, but yeah, lots of intriguing stuff to go forward off the back of this, but let me know your thoughts on Day One Raw on X at what culture WWE? I'm on there at Adam Wilborn. Uh, subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Um, when the Dudley Boys are back, I'll get their thoughts on this and the direction for WWE going into 2024. I'll be back later on for another delirious one man 
uh, preview this time of uh, NXT. So do join me for that later on today. But for now, this has been the Raw Review. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you soon. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.